Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you got to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. out in the DC universe. Welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Gotham. Episode 75. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and proud member of the Batman Podcast Network hosted by batmanonfilm.com. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading on over to BOF. Click the drop down. Uh, see what other great shows are on the menu for you because there are tons of them. I am a regular on the Batman Book Club. I highly re- recommend that. Uh, Italians for Spider-Man is also quite delectable if you like meatballs. So uh, they're definitely um, there for you to check out as are a bunch of other great shows from a bunch of other great co-hosts. And uh, it's a great network, so check out all that other stuff. I am your co-host from this other Hudson River, a senior contributor to Batman on Film. I am Peter R. Vera, and today we're recording on May 3rd, 2022. And as always, I have a great show for you today, but let me remind you, all of our faithful listeners, that if you take the time to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts and we read your review on air, you win a prize pack. We just mailed out our last prize pack. Uh, the next prize pack will be read uh, next week or the next show. Next show we do, we'll do that. We'll wait until May 7th and we will announce it then and then we'll announce it on the uh, broadcast. So, uh, you know, it was a cool prize pack. Chris got a really cool one. Uh, so, uh, you know, if you want to win cool stuff, just uh, rate and review our show. Now, let me introduce you to my partner in crime, the 16-time defending Deer Park, New York, Brie Larson, trivia champion, a fellow Batman on film contributor, ladies and gentlemen, the Children of Long Island, the Aquaman, the Jock, Star Wars' biggest defender, Rick Shue's greatest enemy. (laughs) Wow, that last one might be more true uh, than I thought after events of yesterday, but how are you doing, Pete? (laughs) I I look. The Yankees are winning. Uh, it's getting warm outside. It's uh, it's grill season, and it's just a good time to be. I mean, it's like I'm just firing all cylinders right now. Yeah, it's this time. It's the time of year, right? It's when mm-hmm. when it's getting warm out again, especially in this part of the country. Uh, you know, this is the time of year where people come out of hibernation. So uh, it's, it's you know, like you said, baseball's back. The playoffs, the and the NBA playoffs have begun. The NHL playoffs are beginning. It's a very fun time of year. Uh, How are you feeling as an Islander fan this postseason? Do you have an interest in this or no? This uh, NHL playoffs. I'm still. I mean, I'm, I'm still a little shell shocked because of what happened. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, last two years they were in the Eastern Conference Finals, and now this year they didn't even make the playoffs. And there's a whole bunch of reasons why, but doesn't matter. At the end of the day, they're not there. Uh, so I will probably just be rooting against the Rangers, which is my norm when the Islanders aren't, aren't in okay. the playoffs. I mean, we can relate. We can relate. <laughs> right. So I'll probably yeah. just be doing that. Um, As a Devil you- fan, it's kind of like, eh. But, you know, they do have a lot of young players. So right. it's like there is like the brightness of the future. But I, I don't know. I, I, st- I think the Islanders will be fine next year. I just like as a down. It happens, you know. Yeah, it was a perfect storm of problems. Uh, opening a new arena, so they had like a 13-game road trip to start the season, and mm. then they opened the arena. Have you and been? COVID hit. I've been to about three or four games. I got to make it out there. Um, There's a lot of good people that work in that building. It is. It's a really beautiful place. 
Uh, they did a really good job. They incorporated a lot of the things from the racetrack into the arena. So there's a lot of the wooden paneling that Belmont is famous for. And Next time you like go, that. you send me pictures. Yeah. How f- it's oh. okay. It's on Long Island, so it's far- anyway. I, I was I had a dumb question, but I forgot. <laughs> I'm just not going to say it. <laughs> I mean, it's more accessible now too because they they built a new Long Island Railroad station to mm-hmm. it, so um, it's easier for people to get to. I regret never being able to go to the barn. That's one of my biggest sports regrets. Well, it's still there. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but for an Islander game. Yeah, that 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 was one of the greatest places to go. Just how loud it would get when yeah. they were good. It was unbelievably loud, and they they built it in the same style. So the ceilings are still low. You still get the same acoustics and sound in nice. the, in UBS. But um, you know, you didn't get to test it this year, so that's the sad part. But looking forward to obviously the future with this team. They still have still plenty of young players and um, development. They still have Barry Trotz. So I'm I'm optimistic. Though, I think the others will be fine. Yeah, I think they'll be back. It happens. Yeah, so that was that. And like uh, you said, baseball's back. And the, I remember the first time we talked, the, the Yankees had started slowly, but they've really turned it on since, <laughs> since yeah, then. Yeah, this is like a – this is different. Yeah. Usually they, they have a really slow starts to seasons. I know. And uh, it's, it's interesting. They had like a, a slow week, you know, and yeah. then after getting beat uh, by Baltimore in Baltimore – uh, they've really turned it around. So uh, shout out to them. They're, they're playing. They're playing great ball. Yes, I mean Aaron Judge right now looks very smart. Judge, I, I told you he's got. He's gonna. My number was fifty-seven. Let's see what he does. He looks very smart for uh, betting on himself. Good right for now. him. Good yeah. for him. Looks Bet like on yourself. And Anthony Rizzo's been great too. He is. He's been fantastic. Lemayhew's hitting like Lemayhew again. Nico. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. No, it's uh, so. it's Glaber's hitting finally. Yeah. Yep. Again, and thank like you, you Nico. We got Glaber from the Cubs. People were all people were freaking out about Cole, and he looked good. Now he looks pretty good too. Starts, you know, they played so. a good game against Toronto last night. We'll see what happens in Game Two. Yeah, um, Toronto's so, yeah. legitimate, so it's a good test. And even though we're not fans, the Mets are playing well. So baseball in this area is very, very good. The radio's fun. It's fun right now. Yeah, yeah, baseball's yeah. it's popping right now in the Northeast, at least in the New York area. Uh, it's been. It's been been a been fun beginning to the season. You live in Mets land. I do technically, yes, yeah. I do. Long Island is considered a Mets stronghold. My yeah. dad, but my dad was born in Manhattan, so I uh, I followed his lead, and he's a Yankee fan. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, you live. Uh, you live in the uh, in the territory. I do. I do root for the Jets and the Islanders, which obviously are Long Island strongholds, but. Um, the Knicks were the only basketball team for the longest time, and then the Yankees are the only team I'm kind of like different. Uh, Do so. you ever wish you were a Giants fan? Oh yes, <laughs> plenty. Of, there are plenty of days in my life that I wish I was a Giants fan. <laughs> plenty of days. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. I like. But that. that's actually like cool that. to talk about because the NFL draft was just this past week, and um, this past weekend, and the uh-huh. Jets had a fantastic draft. So, oh really? Well, obviously, I, you can't yeah. tell. You won't be able to tell for three years. You never know until a few years later. But they got really good value in, with their picks, so I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about that going forward. Uh, yeah, I could tell just from my uh, my drive home on the radio on the overnight that uh, the Giants and the Jets supposedly had very good drafts, both of them. Mm-hmm. So we'll see they what did. happens because it's yeah, been so pretty we'll miserable see. for New York football fans for like the last five years. I feel like Jesus, it's been a long time. It's been a long time, so. 
We'll see what happens though. But again, everyone, everyone's excited on draft day, no matter whether it's, it's any sports draft, whether it's a fantasy draft, everyone's excited. <laughs> they always love your team. No, you've never had a so. drafted team. You're like, Oh man, this team stinks. There have been a few fantasy drafts. So I've yeah. left and I'm like, yeah, I did not do what I wanted to do. With that nope. draft. Yep. Like, oh, but you ever draft a team and you're like, man, this team's going to suck. And then you end up with your championship. I've done that. I was like, Whoa. yeah, there've been a couple of years where I've, and then I'm, when I look at the end of the year, I'm like, I had like sixth or seventh in points. So I just had a really good schedule. And I was, <laughs> I was able to clean up against the weeks that I played. That's I remember so. I was in college and, uh, I was with, uh, f- listener of the, sh- of the podcast, Andy Luca, my college ah. roommate. Shout out to Andy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, he was with me after I drafted my baseball team. And I remember I was just telling him, like, he had no idea who these guys were. He wasn't into like baseball then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, power and this guy, and I've got no power and they're not doing this. And, <laughs> and he's like, and then, you know, the summer passes and we meet up and, you know, we're back at college again the next year. So it's like October. So like base, finish baseball season is over. And he asked me how I did. And I was like, I want a championship this year. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the last time he spoke to me was like baseball season just started and my team was miserable. And then when we catch up, it's like, oh, I won a championship. It's just funny. So then I had to take him uh, while we were, what was it called? While we were still living together in college, I would take him to buy my fantasy baseball magazines. It's like, good luck. And I was actually pretty good those three years. Oh, man. I remember you had to buy the magazines. That's all. Like, bring it back a little bit. I like. I used to like having the magazines. A lot of people don't know, but it's like that's old school fantasy baseball. That's it's funny because that's not even old school fantasy baseball. That's old school for me. Yeah, I could tell you about old school fantasy football where we oh, actually man, had to, look at my to life. we had to write down our picks from the newspaper. Back yeah, in my day, we didn't have any computers yeah. and internet and shit. We just used to read the newspaper. Like, okay. Here's my get off my lawn moment. Uh, right yeah. <laughs> But we yeah, fantasy I, baseball. We had calculators and trivia I, games. I played checkers in the park. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not that old, but uh, <laughs> I do remember. I, I guess I do remember before computers took over all uh, uh, the fantasy sports. You hear that? Uh, before you, computers take over. Before yeah. computer, Eric lived in a time before computers. Before, yeah, I pre internet and yeah, everything. I remember it. I remember it well. I remember you used, you used to be able to buy these programs too, where it was computer based, but you had to manually input everything. There was no, those so are just, those are young, those are apps, kids. He's yes, talking, about yes, yes. When apps. I say programs, this is before we had smartphones and stuff, before there were anything. They used to be called apps. programs. Now yes, apps. they were called programs. Oh, all right, so enough of the sports section of the sports show. section. We just aged you twenty years. Yes, and now that everyone knows I, how truly old I am, everyone knows Eric was around when dinosaurs walked here. Eric is Vandal Savage. Oh. Not only is he Aquaman, but he's Vandal Savage because he's been around forever. <laughs> well, that's actually a, a good way for me to segue, segue. because. We're going to start with a couple of cancellations that happened Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, in first the CW. So I will start. Pete brought up Vandal Savage. So first I will talk about Legends of Tomorrow, which if you watch the show early on, he was the main villain early on in the show. And yes, Legends of Tomorrow was canceled after nine seasons, I believe it was, which is the longest running show then because Arrow was only eight seasons. So 
Legends was Maybe actually tied with Flash. Yeah, tied with the Flash for the longest running show. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of speculation as to why it got canceled. We could talk about it left and right. Um, I think it's a bunch of things. I think it's the WB Discovery sale. I think it's um, CW being on sale as well. Apparently, it's being sold. Uh, the, the, the network itself. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of different things going on. And of course, ratings have dropped. I mean, it's not, you know, I know people be like, oh, the ratings are better than some other shows they they, they kept. But again, you're looking at the two shows that were canceled are IP based on DC, right? So there's probably something in there mixed in uh, with it. Uh, so I feel sorry for everyone who lost Legends of Tomorrow. But the main one I want to talk about, of course, is Pete's favorite show on TV. And that would be Batwoman. Uh, which will not be renewed after season three. After the season three that Pete says is fantastic, it's great. We all should watch it. Uh, it will not be returning. This one was a little bit more of a surprise for me anyway, because it's only been three seasons. And although I don't watch the show and I haven't been a huge fan of it, I do know other people outside of Pete who do watch it and have enjoyed it. So I was a little surprised. But again, for all the reasons I said about Legends, I think that's my, at least from my perspective, that's why these shows are canceled. And I think there's a small chance, a very tiny chance that we they might reappear on HBO Max sometime in the future. But Pete, since you're a huge Batwoman fan, I will let you have the floor. Go ahead. Uh, this isn't surprising at all. We, we know uh, about the things going uh, behind the scenes of the CW. Uh I'm not shocked at all. This is a show that took three seasons to get going. They had to change the leads. So you're essentially looking at a season and a half, maybe more of what is pretty bad, you know? So literally you have a season and a half of good. Um, am I surprised? No, because as someone who reviewed the show and tried to get people to watch the show and try to get people hyped up about the show, I know that that's damn near impossible. I don't care what the ratings are. I just don't think they justify. It's just not. I, I, I know from personal experience how hard it was to get people to give the show a chance for whatever their reasons may be. And my reason just to watch it was for, you know, just the bat gimmicks and the gadgets. And I realized that some people feel like they're not the target audience. But as just a bat show, I thought it was very good and very honorable in season three. I tell people to just skip season one and two and just go right to three. It's difficult to get people to watch a lot. It's just these shows that aren't Marvel based, to be honest. Like I know everyone makes it uh, an event to watch all these Marvel shows, even something as Moon Knight, which has probably been the most kind of meh. I feel like as someone who enjoy, I like that show, but I feel like it, the reaction is just middle ground, but everyone's watching it. Not everyone's watching these CW shows. I don't, maybe Riverdale, sells more merch in other ways than uh, Batwoman does. You know, maybe they sell more Riverdale pops, maybe do stuff like that. Maybe that's why that show gets renewed and Batwoman doesn't. Maybe what is there really Batwoman merch? I know there's one exclusive Funko pop, but like as someone who collects action figures, I don't know of any, Um, you know, and I mean, I would, I probably would buy a Batwoman action figure. Shoot. I I need one. So (laughs) if McFarlane made one for the show, I'd buy, but there's like, I I don't know of anywhere you get merch. Like as someone who enjoyed the show, like I'd rock a, I'd rock a Batwoman uh, bat logo on my chest. Like I had no problem with it or a Batwing. Like it's fine, but you know, it's, I'm not shocked at all. It's just funny. You know, people are like, 
I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's a show. I got canceled. You do not need to tell me. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Like, I was like, I don't know if this makes me feel like, oh, get off my lawn. But I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> you do not need to tell me you're sorry for me. Well, I did it tongue in cheek. I mean, I was. Just I know why you did it, but I was, yeah. like, I was like, come on now. What but you um, if people were doing it seriously, that's even funnier for me. There, there were a few people. Actually... There were a few people, and I was like, come on now. I love you. I love you. Um, no, I mean, yeah. But, I, I, like, come on, you saw, we, we, you saw this coming, man. We all did. Yeah, they kind of went out, and again, they kind of went out gangbusters. So, like, even by the end of the show, you were kind of like, okay, we'll see what happens. I feel like if every season there's a question if the show's going to survive, then eventually it's not going to survive. Like, and I believe that even from the season one with Batwoman, I believe that was the case. Uh, so, but a lot of and, the CW stuff's ending, man. Like Superman and Lois and Star Girl are going to go to HBO Max. That's why they're they've already well, started. They already that. They've already been migrated. Yeah, the Flash is ending. Yeah, like what else are they going to do? You know, they ended Black Lightning. What was it a year or two ago? Yep. You know, like they they've started to just things. Have now been there's also there's also been speculation behind the scenes, and I haven't heard. Obviously, I'm not in, so I don't know if this is true. But there's also been speculation that Gotham Knights. Uh, because of everything going on, maybe won't be made. Now, I think that's a little crazy because we've been reporting all the casting that's been done on it and everything. I think they'll go about business as usual until they can't. Right. It may not get the show. It may move over to HBO Max. It may change cat. I got it. Yeah, I I think that's probably going to be the shift that most of the, where most of these places go is to HBO Max and become Max Originals. Uh, That's just my opinion. But, you know, I it sucks because even we even with Gotham, which is a show that you and I obviously did not like, they had a strong fan base, and I, I, for some reason, you know, and then and people yeah. were brought to the IP. Some people were even brought to the IP through Gotham. So yes, for that, well, that's why they do these things because they want right. to attract new fans, and that, that's not, obviously like right. That's not anything right uh news breaking so like that's why there's always an iteration out there because it's like it's it, you're not going to become a fan if you if it's not out there and not out there for people to discover right so i feel for the them. people i feel for other people like you and who wanted to see more of these characters but uh you it's know. cool though like they, they, she had like you know the show had like a three-year run and i i enjoyed the story in season three the most and you know, it, it, it's a bummer, but like, okay, like it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, a mega hit. So I, like, I, I understand. I get it. Something else will come up and I'll watch that next. But, you know, it was, hey, like I was just, for me, I'm always at the point where like, hey, that was fun while it lasted. Right. And now it's like, okay, what's next? You know, cause it's like, I can still watch it. I, you know, I can watch the, the Killer Croc episode. I can watch the Poison Ivy episodes. Like I, I, I could buy them on Blu-ray. I could buy them digitally. Like it's they're not like wiped off face of the earth. So, right. I'm just so you know, I'm at that point. Yeah. So sad, sad time for for those two shows. And uh, again, for the people who enjoyed them, um, you have plenty of like Pete said, you have plenty of shows that you can go back and rewatch and enjoy the show for what it was when it was on. Mm. And who knows, maybe somewhere down the road, we will get some kind of reunion show with all of these shows. including Arrow. I mean, I'm still watching Seinfeld to this day, (laughs) you know? Yes. So, yeah. So in other news, that was even sadder. uh, Famous comic artist, Neil Adams passed away. I believe it was Friday, right? Yeah. I believe he passed away Friday. 
Yeah. So again, uh, for me, I was telling people before we got on air, obviously I'm not the comic reader he is, but I, my earliest drawings of Batman are his, that that's what I remember. Even to this day, when I think of Batman and on paper, that's what I think of. I think of Neil Adams drawings and, uh, obviously he was a legend. Um, he created the John Stewart green lantern. He wrote for, um, he did X-Men work with Marvel. Like he's done a ton of, ton of things. Uh, created Ra's al Ghul and Talia. He had all these different kinds of uh, impacts into the characters that we still we still like and watch today. So or follow today. So uh, Pete, I'll give you the floor about Neil Adams because uh, I, I know you tweeted specifically that that one really it hit you kind of hard. So yeah, it's, just, it, it's he's he was almost like oh man, it you know one of the old guard. You know, just the, the legends, the one who built one of the ones who built us up and kind of created what we are today. And he's uh, his art, many characters, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Batman, Tim Drake's suit. You mentioned Jon Stewart, Ra's al Ghul, like him, him Denny O'Neill, just magic. Um, You know, I've, I've met Neil Adams a few times. He was great. Um sign books, sign comics, you know, you know, you just, you, you just, whatever the fee was, that's it. And he'd sign whatever you had. It wasn't, he just, you know, people get turned off by artists, writers asking for money, but at some point they just make, that's how they make their money is off their name and signatures and stuff. So I got no problem supporting Neil Adams at cons and stuff. And it was always great to see. And he was the reason I went like just going and get something signed. Uh, it's just weird. You know, just, I looked at, a, I had this green arrow, green lantern, like hardcover book. I bought maybe like a, I don't know, a year ago and I've been looking at it and I've been thinking like, you know, near comic cons coming up, mm-hmm. Neil's going to be there. Yeah. I'm going to get Neil to sign my book and now it, he won't be there, which is sad. You know, it just, it, it is, it's just, it's Neil Adams. Yeah. It's one of the names, right? Like he's yeah. one of the names. In the space, and I'll say, I'll from going to the cons I've been to, uh, his booth is always humongous. Like he always has this huge setup, and yeah, he's so always gracious. Books about him, books yep. of his work, reprints, prints of posters. Um, you know, I felt uh, you'd feel bad. You're like you know, you go up to the booth, and the guys are trying to sell you books. I'm like, I'm just I have books to print. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I appreciate it. Like I, I, I buy prints. I remember my, I went with my mom once. He did an appearance the first time I ever met Neil Adams uh, was in Red Bank, New Jersey. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash. And I remember nice. it was like it was a rainy Saturday, and I was just like, well, "You?" I was like, "My, you want to come with this comic book signing?" And she's like, "All right, whatever." So like we went because Red Bank was like a, it's like a cool area. You get lunch and stuff. Like it's it's they really do a nice job down there mm-hmm. downtown, and. You, you know, it was cool. Like she, my mom's got a Wonder Woman print signed by Neil Adams, and uh, nice. Yeah, he's just he's he's an old schmoozer. He loves to talk. You know, he's like kind of like your uncle at like Thanksgiving. <laughs> but uh, it's sad, you know. Just really, honestly, like it's a bummer because he's just done so much for everything and everyone, and. It's sad. It just is. Like it's like fr- Frank Miller goes, and all of a sudden it's gonna be like people. T- you know, it's like that's it. Like you know, like yeah. I'm trying to think of. I mean, we still got Marv Wolfman still around. 
Yeah. Um, trying to think who like some of the the hardcore like you know Mount Rushmore candidates. You know, you're I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but you know that generation, that ilk, and you're like Jimmy wow. Lee. Uh, Jim Lee's a little younger, you know. Yeah, he's younger. You don't have to worry yeah. about. I, I don't think we have to worry about Jim Lee anytime yeah, that's true. soon. Good point. You know, I was just thinking of great artists. And, yeah, I'm, oh, yeah. Obviously, I'm, I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm, I was just thinking like the old guys, the old guy, the old right. school guys. You know, because they're the ones who like you know Denny O'Neill just passed, so like they're starting to. I know. <laughs> starting it's been a rough off. year, man. So far. Yeah. So you know, I just I was like, just it's just funny because yeah, I've been looking he, at this book since he's passed. I'm like, damn. And he, I'm not going to see Neil really Adams the, anymore. He was the first guy to to return Batman to his grittier, like him and O'Neill, with to the grittier roots of the character. Yeah, they uh, did that. Miller gets most of the credit, but they did it first. Um, so yeah, it's just it's sad. Like it's it is a sad time. And even when I saw that, I was like, wow. Like it just kind of for me. Every time someone like this passes, I'm just like, wow, Eric, you really are getting old now. <laughs> And he just had great stories. <laughs> he really did, you know. He did, yeah. They were there, yeah. you know. When the when the great ones pass, it you take a moment, and uh, you just kind of reflect. And yeah, it's sad stuff. But, but it, uh, it's you know, it's they live on through their work and right. Like you know, I, I look around and Neil Adams is like I have so many. He's Neil Adams and Michael Turner are probably my favorite artists of all time and it's just that's how big neil is like me as a 36 year old man neil hasn't i mean he's still he granted he just did the probably like uh i think he did just like a superman book probably within the last couple years and he probably i think he did something else but like he's not like he's not been active but like you know his catalog is that big and that impressive like it hasn't been it's not his writing's not amazing but his artwork is just beautiful so it's I'll go, I'm going to go back and buy Batman Odyssey in like a hardcover because it's not uh-huh. Adams, you know, just even though yeah. it's probably like the worst Batman story ever written, <laughs> but you know, like they'll, they'll get me. Um, but it's just a bummer. Like you just, man, that guy is, uh, so much of him and O'Neill's Batman is influenced by Batman sensibilities and a lot. And even, you know, like I said, their green lantern, green arrow run is also like up there, like in, in opinion of like quality and it's, they they're the reason why I enjoy Green Arrow. Like that's the only iteration of Green Arrow. Wow, I pretty much do enjoy is that version mostly of it because it's he's tied to the hip with Green Lantern, but it just it just works for me. Um, so you know, like that's like my green. When I think of Green Arrow, I think of Denny O'Neill and Neil Neil Adams Green Arrow. So you know, it's more than just Batman. Uh, yeah. So it's just it's everything. He's he was a big DC guy, and he's left his his finger on the whole universe yes so uh rest in peace and thank you for your contributions man because you know that's like i said my earliest every time i picture drawings it's his drawings so for me rest in peace man it's like every time i think of aquaman i think of you (laughs) it's true ask glower he knows great he knows ask glower ask glower that's awesome. I do love that though. That's great. I'm glad you connect me with with that superhero. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so we have more sad news, but not as sad as Jesus, Eric. Why are you so depressing? Um, well, sad news for me more than you because I'm a huge fan of this franchise. But this weird news that broke, and I'm still kind of trying to figure out why. But I've it's kind of been revealed why Justin Lin is stepping away from directing Fast Ten. 
and at first it was not sure why there was a creative differences and it's not kind of been coming out since then that uh, Vin Diesel is the reason why he's leaving because Vin Diesel comes to set out of shape, doesn't know his lines, comes there late. And it doesn't really surprise me now when you think about uh, The Rock leaving the franchise and him wanting to bring him back. And then The Rock is like, no, I'm never going back. So I'm wondering uh, now, really, if Vin Diesel is the reason all these things have been happening uh, bad with the Fast franchise. Um, I don't know who they're going to replace him. They could bring F. Gary Gray back. Uh, they obviously could famously bring James Wan back. He's really the reason why the, the franchise became this rebooted mm-hmm. uh, kind of like a spy international thriller type thing okay. as opposed to just the, the cars and the, the street racing series. Mm-hmm. But um, anytime this happens, it's kind of a weird thing, especially since Justin Lin was so amped about um, doing this movie. So... Uh, what do you think, Pete? We've got, like I said, we've got news that it's Vin Diesel. Do you think Vin what, is really? What would you say if I say we recast Momoa's character with Ezra Miller and we have <laughs> Vin Diesel and Ezra Miller together in a movie? What do you think about that? You think that would sell? I um, think the production would fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, I think this is very interesting. I didn't know Vin Diesel kind of got to this level of uh, just diva-ish, you want to yeah. call it? Right, I didn't know he. I, I but I guess after like making an entire franchise off of a like a reboot remake of Point Break, <laughs> you could do whatever you want with cars. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, just kind of surprised, but uh, you know they did hire uh, what's his name who directed The Incredible Hulk. He is the new director of the movie, so um, you know we'll see what he does. We'll see how. De- I don't know anything that guy's. What's his name? Like it's like something Lightner. I didn't even know they did cat. They they hired someone. Yeah, they did. They did yesterday. There April you go. Yesterday. Someone doesn't pay attention to the straight out of Gotham news feed. I'm sorry. His, his name is Eric Holzman. Yes, oh. I apologize. <laughs> I missed that story. I apologize. <laughs> it's, on, it's there. <laughs> it's there on the feed. Um, so he's gonna be tapped to you know finish up duties, and it's just like uh, the it's guy did Norton's Hulk. Yes, Incredible Hulk. Okay. Not Angley. It's not Angley. <laughs> it's not Angley. Oh. It's Leitner. I think his name is Leitner. Okay. Um, All right. But he's going to take it over. Uh, we'll see what he can do. Uh, I wonder what this is like, how bad, like, did they start filming this? Like, have they been, it, like, how long, how far along the lines are they? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, actually. They obviously must have begun begun filming because why would they be complaining about Vin Diesel? If- well, I'm just like, how early in filming is like, oh, I can't do this. Oh, it's got to be super yeah. early. So, well, we'll see what happens. It's got to be super early. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it was a little bit of a shock. But then, when, like I said, when you peel back the This guy directed the last onion, one? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? When you peel back the onion, though, and you start to really read and see exactly why it's not it's less of a shock because this is not the first time we've heard stuff like this about Vin Diesel so we will see what happens there but mm-hmm. the movie apparently is still scheduled to come out on time they're not pushing it back as of yet uh it's still so, it's, it's loaded me. though Momoa, Charlize Theron, Vin Diesel, like Brie Larson, Brie Larson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh there we go that's yeah. it trivia contest winner <laughs> Eric Colesman 17 time champion 17 times Oh, as I was saying, it's still set to come out on May 19th of 2023. So we'll see what happens there. But that was not the only 
director who has stepped away from a project, John Watts steps away from doing the Fantastic Can Four. we get to some positive news? Uh, we will. We will, but let's get all the bad, sad stuff out of the way. Um, John Watts obviously famously directed the Spider-Man, the recent MCU Spider-Man trilogy, and um, he is stepping away from Fantastic Four. He said, making the three Spider-Man films was an incredible and life-changing experience for me. I'm eternally grateful to have been part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe for seven years. I'm hopeful we'll work together again, and I can't wait to see the amazing vision for Fantastic Four brought to life. So is he still going to get a producer credit on this movie or no? It doesn't say that he's sticking around as a producer. Okay. interesting. Um, the only way that would happen is if he had any input on the story and they actually used it. So that sounds like they don't have anything now for this. That's what right? it seems like. So he backed out because this movie's just not coming out. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's, a, I guess it's a bummer. I guess they're having a harder time doing fantastic four than they realized. Uh, I don't, I mean, maybe they just haven't gotten started on it yet. I'm not sure. But um, I want them to take their time. That's all I can say. Uh, I think there's a lot of pressure on them to get this one right because a, a lot of people don't like the Tim Story ones. But I, I, you look back at it now, and I'm like, you guys just didn't appreciate them as much. To be brutally honest, like sto- I get it, Story wasn't the strong suit there, but they're not horrible. Like they're better than Justice League 17. Like let's be honest, like they're pro- you know like they're they're probably Batman Forever level. Are they you know? though? Uh, yeah, I think they're like Batman. I do. I just think they came out at a time where it's like you can't compare. Ba- the same time, it's like it's comparing forever to like Begins is rough, you know, because like Begins just sh- kind of shits on it, you know, unfortunately. Yes. Even though like I love forever. But you're comparing that. Yes. You're comparing that type of movie at the same time. It came out like right before, right after Begins, right? You know what I'm saying? Like within months of each other, right? It's like, it's like whatever that year was and whatever that month period is in 05, but. You know, it's it, if it came out or if that movie came out in the '90s, I think people would have liked it a lot more. Um, but it just, you know, again, like I think those movies are underappreciated. And Josh Trank's movie, uh, the, the the Trank Kinberg combined movie, whatever that was, like I I, d- I dig that for it's it's interesting to watch. Like I dig it because like I'm like oh man, there's something juicy that happened backstage there, but like. You know, it's the same reason why I dig Justice League 17. It's like, you know, this, these movies are basically make, being made at like the same time. And the same thing's happening to both of them. <laughs> so I did not like the the Trank one at all. Um, the Trank uh, I liked one. everything before the, like the one year time jump. Um, you know, I liked that direction. But like when it went gen- very generic, it was kind of blah and the ending stinks. But And the story ones, I, I like Rise better than the first one. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but but still, like, you know, you look back at it, you're like, ah, you know, then we get this and it's like, you have to get this version right. Because I think even even with your brand and, and the, your recognition and your power and your fan base. Right. You're going to have to get it right because, you know, the third time might not be the charm here. <laughs> I feel like if now, you it. I feel like everything post 2008 has to be different. Right. Um, The Dark Knight and then Iron Man kind they of. They changed the game. Yes. And then now you have these movies that come after that, that have to be a certain quality. You can't have these goofy, even though I say that. And then Venom (laughs) Venom makes all this money. Uh, So Venom makes money, but it's not critical. Like, I I don't know if Venom two is like, did it make as much money as the first one? I don't know. It did not. It did not. But that leads us into our next story because it is, we are getting a Venom three. Uh, which is crazy, but at CinemaCon, obviously, all the a lot of these stories, guys, are coming from CinemaCon, which CinemaCon is CinemaCon was lit week. this year, bro. 
Yes. So Venom is get we're getting a third installment of Venom with obviously with Tom Hardy in the lead. Uh, Venom, the first one made eight hundred fifty six million globally, and yeah. the second one made five hundred two million globally. Okay. Uh, so we are getting a third installment. I so would have been this, fine. I feel like this is kind of like you gotta you gotta strike here. Like this third one's got to be good, otherwise this might be it. Right, and I think with Morbius uh, not doing well at all, I still have to uh, see that. I think everyone's kind of looking at Sony with that side eye again. Like, mm, are we really? Do we really want you having these IPs still? Well, I think so. the. I honestly think the problem is they're trying to do this without a Spider-Man. I think these movies would be great if they were fighting against Spider-Man. I think you could do a cool Venom versus Spider-Man movie, which could le- lead into a Venom and Carnage movie versus Spider-Man, which then leads into a Morbius movie versus Spider-Man. I think you just need Spider-Man. Unfortunately, they don't have Spider-Man or they don't want to use a Spider-Man. I don't know. I haven't seen anything, so don't spoil anything if you've seen something that I haven't seen post wise <laughs> But I'm basing this off someone who hasn't seen Morbius. Um, you know, but that's, that's kind of like my biggest flaw is like, okay. You haven't seen Morbius, but you've heard, I'm sure you've heard about the end credit scene. I haven't actually have, you know, you, you, am I not very good at that? You are actually, you are very good at hiding. Okay. So I won't say anything, but you did, you did see the end credits of the first Venom. Yes. And you do know they're connected to the MCU through, through that. So you do have that as a reference point. Um, also was announced at CinemaCon by Sony is that Ghostbusters Afterlife is getting a sequel. Uh, that is more concerning to me than a third Venom movie because I liked Ghostbusters Afterlife, but I don't know how much I would like where it would go forward personally. Um, I, w- I don't know, like Ray and Peter are kind of MIA. Winston is running like Ghostbusters Incorporated, mm-hmm. right? You know, I don't know if that's really, and it's a, you know, like I don't like I like the kids. I don't know if I like the kids in a whole movie. I liked it because of the whole Egon angle and everything. Uh, so, like, I, I thought Ghostbusters Afterlife was just the movie I needed to see. Right. Um, I just don't know if I'm if I want a sequel to it. I'm kind of there with you. I would have been fine if they didn't. Uh, now that they did, because I. I loved Ghostbusters Afterlife. I thought it was excellent and yeah. so it hit all the nostalgic points and I thought the new characters were fantastic. Yep. So um yep, yep. I'm kind of there. I would have been okay if they didn't, but again, I know it was coming, you know. Yes, and sell me the story. If it the story's good, then hey, I'll I'll at least give it a shot. So Yeah, but uh I just yeah, we'll see. It, it's I'm like it's it's you got to tell me what it's about for like okay you're doing that that's interesting what's it about and then I can judge it from there like right I'm with you right exactly once we get a little bit let's get some leaks as to what the the story's gonna be no leaks no leaks. Uh, well we always get a plot you always get a plot synopsis usually oh yeah no gonna be about. so no we'll leaks. get something like that Eric likes set pictures like a turtle no I do not I am not Justin I do you're not like set set pictures Justin's like hey. Try my Wookiee cookie and check out the set pick. <laughs> like what? It's my coconut caramel ice cream from Mixies. I'm oh, just that a Kowalski. Fantastic. I would like coconut and I would give that a try. I love so. it. Sounds delicious. Coconut and caramel. That sounds fantastic. It's like a Samoa. It's like a Girl Scout cookie Samoa yeah. thing. All right. So keeping along with it's not this is keeping along with like reboots and 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 announcements of stuff there was another announcement made about changing of of dates for two marvel films oh marvel. my god what are they doing <laughs> what are they doing marvel changing dates 
Yes. What are, they, are they serious? I'm serious. Are they incompetent over there? Totally incompetent. What, what are but they doing over there? Their incompetence seems to always work, so... <laughs> How, they're changing dates? Yes, they're changing dates. Do you want to hear which ones? Do you want to hear which ones? I'm already angry. Okay, well, The Marvels, which obviously is the sequel mm-hmm. to Captain Marvel, and Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania will be swapping dates, basically. So the oh, Marvels make which you was, happy. You're getting Captain Marvel more earlier. Look at you, Eric. This is a little, little extra hold. 18 time champion. No, 18 times. we are getting that later. We are getting Ant-Man and the Wasp first. Quantum 18 Mania. time champion. 17 time champion. <laughs> 17 times. Champion. Are you done? You're 17 not. times. I'm not done. Okay. We'll let, <laughs> let you finish. All right. <laughs> so. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania will be coming out on February 17th now, and the Marvels will be coming out July 28th next year. Both will be next year. Uh, so, again, I, I'm assuming... Clearly heads need to roll. Uh, Marvel's clearly <laughs> lost all of their just mojo and business sense. This is obviously a horrible move. Um, the general audience will never tune into this. They'll never watch these movies again with the release date changes. Um, I just, this is total incompetence at the highest level that I've ever seen. Oh, Kevin Feige needs to be fired. He should be fired. Uh, he's a snake hiss, boo, boo, boo. (laughs) Um, I just clearly they've lost their way. Completely lost their way. Uh, I don't know if they're going to survive as a, as a studio. They're not going to make this, their money back this quarter. I'll tell you that much. I definitely won't. I would know I made a graph about it. I'm assuming that the, these, this switch has more to do with Ms. Marvel, whatever happens in it's coming on Doctor Strange. And I'm assuming that might have more to do with it uh, than anything else that we're hearing. They're saying that Ant-Man, the Ant-Man sequel is further along in the process. That's why they're, they're switching the dates. Mm-hmm. I, my head, in my head, I'm kind of thinking it's story related, but who knows? So uh, I, I would believe both. So, but uh, right. yeah, obviously, Doctor Strange comes out two days from now because we're recording this on. You May got your 3rd. tickets? I do. I said this last time, I think. <laughs> but I do. I have my tickets. Lots happened in a week. Yeah. So I'm going to be seeing it Thursday at 6 30, Thursday night, 6 30. Uh, I would expect another uh, Holzman special edition car review. I will do that. I yeah. will do a car review. Yeah, car review. Perfect. We, popcorn with Eric? What, what should we call that? It'd be like, that'd be a nice little sideshow. I have to do uh, live with Eric from the car. Live in the car from live in the car with Eric. So that means we have to do it for every film, not just the big IP ones, right? So I, like think, I just saw uh, well, the Northman. Yeah, well, everyone you go see, obviously, you got to get in the car to get there. Okay. No, I, uh, me- I the, meant not just the big blockbuster. The Holzman Drive-in Theater. Comic movies. That's it. Holzman Drive-in. The Eric Holzman Memorial Drive-in Theater. <laughs> Memorial. <laughs> 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 dead. What the hell? <laughs> Memorial. <laughs> oh boy, I've been killed, guys. I've been killed well, on my own show. This way, you're there for the ceremony and everything, <laughs> you know. So when you're already dead, it's there. Oh, we can have the fu- we can have the funeral in the wake in the stadium. Guys, this is not the first time, Pete. Obviously, if you listened to last week, jelly on my belly. <laughs> There have been, he has been coming out with these great, great 
if you were with us in Dallas, he he said that Down syndrome Fuck and autism are on the same spectrum. Did not show up. <laughs> so, guys, Pete Pete goes there sometimes. He really does. He goes there. Uh, and Kevin Feige was not fired. He was also at CinemaCon, and he mentioned that they are going to be going on this like retreat, I guess, with everyone involved in the MCU. And they're going to be plotting out the next 10 years of the MCU at this retreat. Uh, so that got, that kind of got my my brain going here. We know we're getting changes, obviously, with coming um, things coming up. We know Natalie Portman is going to be Mighty Thor in um, the new Thor movie coming out, which Love and Thunder, which we actually got a trailer for. Uh, so, Pete, what did you th- just real quick? What do you think of the Thor trailer? Uh, I was into it. I dug it. I want to see what it's like. Uh I actually still really like Thor one a whole lot. That's still my favorite Thor movie. Um, And now he's portrayed a little bit different. Uh, He's more of a comic relief than anything else. Um, So I want to see what it's like. I don't know if I'm a big fan of the way Taika Taika Waititi. uh, I don't don't know if I really dig his style too much. That's just me personally. Um, So I will have to see it in theaters to judge it. But I'm definitely interested. I mean, the trailers kind of sticks with the same. I don't same. know anything about Thor, so I don't know where it's going. So I don't have any reason to really be hyped up. Right. But if I see the movie and it kicks ass, so I'll be excited. It kind of, yeah, but you're right. It kind of, it's sticking with the, the current iteration of him where he's kind of more of like comic relief uh, and not the, the God that we got in the first um, Thor and in the event, first Avengers film uh, and second Avengers film. Um so yeah, it's kind of he's kind of shifted focus, and the trailer does kind of have that in it. Obviously, there's stuff with the Guardians of the Galaxy because they're in the movie, and as I mentioned, Natalie Portman's Mighty Thor uh, appears. Now I'm wondering if that has something to do with the multiverse, or if she's going to be part of going to stick as Thor. Oh, I didn't think of the multiverse stuff. That's interesting, right? So I'm wondering how that kind of factors into the Thor story. But what do you think, Pete? From what we have of the MCU now, and what we know of where it's going from just the stuff we've seen. What do you think the next 10 years would be like? Uh, you know what I want, you know who I'm asking for. Galactus. Galactus. Bring him Galactus. I'm waiting. I was waiting. And now this fantastic four news kind of bums me out because you can't get Galactus. That's Reed Richards. And, uh, uh, so I actually have no idea what he has planned for. I thought I honestly did think that the next big thing was going to be building up Galactus. Like that just made sense to me, right? You guys have all yeah, I... known that for a while, and now that uh, that's delayed, that kind of puts a big wrench in my gears here. Yeah, I th- I originally thought it was going to be Secret Invasion, but when they t- decided they were going to do that as a show, I was like, all right, well, that kind of throws that out. I think that's a great point. I agree with you. Um. So yeah, I, I thought Galactus would be the next obviously logical step. What's but- his name? Galactus. Galactus. Right. <laughs> so that I, but we haven't heard anything. So I, I don't know. I was good with the first 10 years being the infinity saga. I'm kind of happy in the place there are now where they're kind of just going about making these movies, bringing in, you know, the multiverse, doing a bunch of different things. But, um, are there any characters like outside of like X-Men and fantastic four that we want to see brought back and brought into the MCU? Any other characters you can think of you'd want to see? Uh, I mean, obvious one is Daredevil. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm looking at my bookshelf here. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, that's my source of reference. 
Uh, Would you want to see, say, like when Fox had the property, there was like a Gambit movie was thought of with. Oh yeah, that would be Channing cool to Tatum. see. Would you, would I would see seen that. Yeah, definitely. Gambit would be good. Gambit. Uh, I'm looking here. You know, obviously, like, but again, like, but you know, She-Hulk is a character I would say, but that shows in development. So that's like something like, oh wow, I finally am getting what I've oh, what I've wanted, which is a She-Hulk show. Correct. Um, you know, a lot of people mention like Squirrel Girl. Like, she, apparently, she's really popular, and I don't know how that show would work. I don't know what you about Squirrel Girl. That would be a lot of people always bring her up. Um, I don't know. I don't read too much. I don't actually read any X Men stuff at all. Which surprises me because they're very good books. It's not that. It's just, did you so watch much the show? Did you watch on. the cartoon? That's my main reference for X Men is that cartoon okay. in the movies. Yeah. Well, the cartoon is fantastic. So mm-hmm. if that's your main reference. It's a good reference to yeah. have. Uh, again, like Namor is a character. Like I, I would love to see somehow brought up somewhere. Um, Blade. Well, obviously, we're getting Blade. Yeah, we're you know, Blade. he's another one, but he, he's coming, and he's already had a TV show. He's had a successful. You know, say what you want, but through it's been a successful trilogy, and uh, I guess which was a semi-successful TV show. They made one season out of it, <clears throat> so Blade's been done. Um, you know, a lot of that stuff stems from like Fantastic Four as well. Like, I love some Silver Surfer stuff. Like, I, f- I imagine the show would be like incredibly expensive to make, but it'd be cool to see the Silver Surfer just surf around the galaxy in his adventures. That would be a good show, I think. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know, they're having a harder time making Green Lantern. I can't imagine what it's going to be like. You know, it's, it's if, just think about aliens and how you would make well, aliens. It's also two different studios, right? I mean. Uh, yeah, I just, again, like, it, it can is it worth it? Or is it just too expensive? That's all I'm saying. True. That's a good point. Well, yeah, I just it was just kind of something that I threw out there because it's, you know, they've done so many characters so far and they've done all the mm-hmm. main ones. I was just wondering who else we might see going forward. I'd yeah. love to see another Hulk film if they could ever get that yeah. figured out. Well, hopefully some uh, She-Hulk stuff will hold you over. Yeah, and then it's, like, it's, you know, again, like they've delivered stuff like Falcon Winter Soldier, which I'm like, oh man. Right. I'm like, I, I love that show personally. So I'm like, dude, that's like awesome. They gave me a Bucky and Sam TV show. Like, yeah. That's cool. You know? So like, it's hard for me to like complain or even think about like, I'm like, ah, oh, you guys know what you're doing. Like, you know, <laughs> Well, no, clearly, whether you like it or not, they know what they're doing. Uh, it's just, a, again, it's just they have so many various characters that they have. And so they have such a great library of characters as well. I was just wondering if there's any more that we'd want to see down the road. And now that, again, that they have the X-Men, obviously, they're going to be doing something with that property. And um, so we're going to be seeing more. Whatever that is going forward, we're going to be getting that. Uh, it's just something that I was wondering going forward, um, what it would be, what you'd want to see. What you want to see? So. I want a, I want an entire show about Uxus. <laughs> we have to talk to the DC people at HBO Max. I'll talk that. to whoever I need to. We'll do that one. I'll talk to Netflix. All right. So I mentioned Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is now coming out later. Mm-hmm. or No, earlier. Sorry. Not coming out earlier. But there was a cool little story in THR. They did a piece on Michelle Pfeiffer, which I read the entire piece. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Fantastic piece, by the way, about her and how she's like, um, she's always worried about roles she plays. She never feels confident in her abilities. And mm. I don't know if you read the article. It's very I good. read bits and pieces. I mostly focused on the topic at hand. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, honest. as we know, she gets she is in the MCU as well. So when they shot the final scene at Endgame where they're all at Tony's funeral, uh the actors were all getting together and Paul Rudd was talking about how they were the cool ones, uh, because Everyone was like, oh, my God, that's Michelle Pfeiffer. Like, 
Michelle Pfeiffer's here. And everyone was kind of crazy that, that she was there. And he's like, you know, he felt that it, like they had, they, they were now the cool group because they were all, all struck to see everybody else. But because they had her, everyone's kind of like, Oh, Oh, actually the quote is Holy shit. It's Michelle Pfeiffer. So I imagine she gets that reaction a lot. Seriously. And it's weird. Cause like, if you read the whole article, which you said, she's not that type person at all. Uh, and as you know, she plays Janet Van Dyne, which is Hank Pym and Hope Hank Pym's wife and Hope Van Dyne's mother uh, from the story. So she plays Janet and she was introduced in Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, uh, Which is one of my favorite Marvel movies, oddly enough. I didn't like it as much as Ant-Man. Uh, but I'm, I like Ant-Man more, but I like Ant-Man and the Wasp. But I'm, I'm, I'm a, just a sucker for origin stories. I'm always... If there's something that's like similar, I'm always going to lean towards the origin story because I just like those kinds of things. And I, Ant-Man was a character I knew very, very little about. So it was just cool to get that completely explained. But imagine what, imagine that kind of gravitas when you're in a room with all of these famous actors, these great actors who have done all these different things, won Academy Awards, been nominated, and Michelle Pfeiffer is the one everyone is excited to see. Like that's. That's because they all love Batman Returns <laughs> and her portrayal of Catwoman. Uh, well, you know, she, she's just she's Michelle Pfeiffer. She's a living legend. Like you know, like I'm not surprised at all. It's she's. I if anything, it's expected. It's Michelle Pfeiffer. I agree. It's not really surprising to me because I would also be like, "Holy crap!" That's it's Michelle like when <laughs> it's like when you walk into like a local Long Island Elks Lodge and Eric walks in, <laughs> and they're all in awe of the champion. Of their island. <laughs> An Elks Lodge. You know? You're just like, that's respect. You know? Like, instantly, Eric sits down, he gets a beer, he gets peanuts, and he gets chicken wings. Oh, that's... Yeah. Doesn't I mean, even have to order. Like, it's 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 already there. Well, what can you say? I, I do what I can. I do what I can. You know? <laughs> I, I try and bring... 17 times I try over. and bring joy to the lives of people. And, 17 and if, times! If, if my presence can do that for people, then I'm... Champion. I'm all about it. Champion. I'm all about it. <laughs> 17 times. Well, speaking of champions, this past weekend was the NFL draft, which I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And with the first pick in the NFL draft this year, Ball Saxonville has decided to pick Manscaped to stock up their D. Manscaped, the leaders in below the waist grooming, have sponsored us to make sure you don't get booed out of the bedroom like Roger Goodell. Support us and head to manscaped.com and use the exclusive code Gotham at checkout for 20% off plus free shipping. So Pete, as we've been talking, as we also know. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. That's great. Good for me. Right? Like this is just great. But the Manscaped stuff has been helpful for me. I don't know if it's been for you, but it's been helpful for me. Uh, you know. I mean, it doesn't get more helpful than that light on the lawnmower 4.0. Let's be brutally honest. You that's know? true. Just that the fact that I can see what's going on down there, that's a huge help. And then, uh, you know, obviously uh, with my, uh, my what is it, the toner? What's it called? That What, what, is, the, what is the name of the toner? The Crop the Reviver. Yes, the Reviver. Always with a fresh, clean scent. It's just, <clears throat> they've all been very helpful. And the deodorant I like a lot too. The deodorant's an okay thing. Yeah, the the that's a good cologne like scent to it. I like that. Right, the recent uh, they have like 
they have other self-grooming products now, right? So they have shampoo, mm. they have a body wash, they have, like you said, the, the deodorant. Like I put on the deodorant and I want to walk into like a cigar lounge and drink bourbon. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 the body spray too, they have like a- I like the, the body wash, yeah. Yeah, with and the same, same scent. same scent, that's why. That scent is fantastic. I really do, really, do, really do enjoy want to go take a bath. <laughs> I want to go take a bath, Eric. <laughs> Draw me a bath, Alfred. Well, if everyone was asking why the combine athletes ran the 40 yard dash this so fast this year, sorry. Well, big reason is because the lawnmower 4.0 kind of kept that situation a little clean. You know, cut out, trim no the resistance. hair a little bit. Yeah, less resistance, make you a little, little bit more aerodynamic. There you go. So we have all of that going on. Guys, again, you can get the, their premium package, the Lomar 4.0. As Pete mentioned, you get the Crop Reviver, the Crop Preserver. Uh, you get mats to put on the floor. Uh, you get a nice little Makes bag. Makes easy. Yes. Clean easy cleanup. Easy. You get the bag, um, which they call the shed. <laughs> Pretty cool day for the bag. And that's a great uh, little leather bag they give you there. Yeah, it's very, it's really awesome when you're traveling. Just throw all your stuff in there, and it's big enough to put other things. Yeah, into brought with too. us to Texas. Yeah, so it's been fantastic. So again, get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code Gotham at Manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off plus with free shipping at Manscaped.com, and use code Gotham. It's time to find your diamond in the rough with Manscaped. Speaking of diamonds in the rough, I think the Harley Quinn animated show was one of those uh, kind of. One of those shows that was announced, I remember, was that uh, Comic-Con. Actually, me and Ryan Haas went to the DC Universe uh, building in Manhattan when we, we were at New York Comic-Con, and we saw the actual first two episodes they showed us that day. Uh, for Look that, at you which, getting access. How'd you yeah, get that access? Which was awesome. Uh, thank you to Bill and Batman on Film. Yeah. Uh, so that was an awesome thing for us to get to see. And I subsequently have, on your advice as well, watched the show, and I think it's fantastic. And we are getting so a spin So you admit that taking my advice works. Yes. <laughs> Gotta watch Batwoman. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I will watch not it. watch Batwoman, but that's okay. Jackass. Um, so we're getting a spinoff with a character uh, that he's he's great. <laughs> like, there's no way no for you to, to who say. It? Who is it, Eric? Who is it, Pete? Who is it, Eric? It's Kite Man. <laughs> Yes, it is, of course, Kite I Man. Think, I think it's They're, awesome. I mean, he's kind of like the runaway star of the show, right? Yes. And it's called, the show's going to be called Noonan's, um, which is if you watch the show, that is the dive bar um, in the you show. You think he's it, named after Danny Noonan? <laughs> I don't know. Noonan! I don't know. You ever said that um, he's concentrating? Noonan! Noonan! <laughs> But yeah, so Kite Man is getting a spinoff at Noonan's. It's the bar in the show. And if you watch the show, you know what we're talking about. And if you don't, you really should be watching it because it's it's hysterical. It's very well done. Uh, Kelly Cuoco who voices Harley Quinn. Uh, and the guy who voices Matt Oberg is the guy who voices Kite Man. And he has if you the voice is just so perfect. Uh, the show is just very well done. So I'm, I'm optimistic this one will be, too. So, Pete, I'm so excited for this. Kite Man was such a pleasant surprise. You actually yes. felt for like the character. And I was like, oh uh-huh. man, my heart breaks for you, bro. And I'm just like, what other crazy shenanigans can this guy get into? I'm dying to find out. You know, like this totally fits in with this mold of like, I don't know, three day binge 
you know, coffee streak Gordon, you know, <laughs> like just red eye cracked out like, whoa, what's going on here? So uh, I was really excited because uh, I thought that was one of them. I mean, everything on HBO Max is so good, man. It's so good. It's true. It's been their, their, um, their shows have been fantastic. Uh, so, and it doesn't surprise me because HBO is great. So, yep. Can't wait for the penguin to dominate television. I just started watching Tokyo Vice, um, oh. which if you haven't watched, you should. Should it's fantastic. Okay. So uh, if you're looking for another show to watch, add that to your list. It's very good. Well, I have a lot more free time now that I don't have to worry about Batwoman once a week. Sorry. Yeah, Moment of silence. Should be. Should be. Okay, that passed. You suck, Eric. You passed. Moment of silence. It's done. Eric sucks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> All right. So yeah, everyone, check this out. Again, check it out. Check out Harley Quinn. Check out Noonan's when it starts. Do we have a start date on this? I don't know. If we Next year, I think. I think all it says is 23. That's it. That is all it all says right, is 23. Right. Okay, okay, okay. So CinemaCon, as we mentioned, is where all this news was being released. And during the Warner Brothers portion, uh, Matt Reeves was there. And he officially announced that we will be getting a sequel to the Batman, which is probably the worst kept secret oh, in Hollywood. Really? So, but, Eric, uh, would you yes. say that people are interested in the sequel to this Batman movie? I would hope so. I mean, I can't speak. I haven't done the research on this one, but I would hope so. All right, get back to me. That, uh, <laughs> get back to me on that. I would hope that it is, uh, that people do want to see it based on the fact that they went to see the first one and. Mm-hmm. They want want to know what happens in the evolution of the character. Uh, it's usually something people do want. Not always, but well, all I say you know. is that this is the second sequel announced to the Batman because we all know that the Penguin will be coming out before that. So I am just really excited. I hope to God Oswald doesn't die in the Penguin show because then he shows up in the movie. I'm assuming. Uh, I love that. I don't think they're gonna kill him. Who knows? Kinda- I don't know. You That'd be know. kind of silly, in my uh, opinion. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe if Matt Reeves has no more use for him. I don't know. Who knows what this story is about? But well, uh, still, regardless, just really excited. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm a big fan of the Batman. I know you're a big fan of the Batman. Yes, uh, sir. So I just, I wonder what else he's going to do. Like, what other, I'm very interested to see what Mr. Reeves does. Is the next villain the Joker? Is it somebody else? I don't know. That's cool. Like, this is the speculation game. It's, it's weird, though, because it's like, I'm still enjoying the movie, right? You know, like, right. I'm, I'm enjoying it on HBO Max, you know, theater. You know, like, the Blu-ray comes out in 20 days, <laughs> so like, do I want to watch it on Blu-ray? Do I want to watch it? Like, how do I want to watch the Batman today? Is the game I will be playing. Um, just you know, just still reveling in that moment. So the fact it's like, oh, cool, we're gonna get a sequel. Thank you. Uh, I'm very excited for that, but I'm still going to enjoy this right here. So, uh, yes, kind of caught in limbo, you know, it's always good when, uh, you know, when something like this gets announced, but like I said, it was, we all knew it was coming. It was just a matter of time. Uh, I, my hope is that they do a different story. Like I even tweeted out what I would do. I would do a court of owls type of deal. Um, because this it's going to surprise. It's not. This is going to upset people. I'm not like a huge Corvallis fan. Like I think it's a good story, but I don't want to see it adapted into a movie. No, 
Not me. I have no interest in it, really. I mean, it kind of fits in the world they already set up in the Batman. Yeah. I mean, if he does something like that, sure. and So you like a deeper dive into that if the court is actually behind more of what mm-hmm. we learned that um, Falcone I mean, whatever was. he wants to do, he can do. But uh, so, I Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Whatever he decides, I'm it's fine. I love this movie so much that I'm fine with whatever he wants to do next. Uh, whether it's that, whether he wants to take a shot at Mr. Freeze, which is another popular. That's uh, that is, he brought up Mr. Freeze, and everyone has run with it. It's true, everyone. It's true. So, so we don't know. But what if he did a movie with Deathstroke? Can you imagine how people would go crazy? Oh God! But you know what? I wanted to see that, so let's do it. Like I'd yeah. be down. Well, you um, want to see a Deathstroke in this Batman universe? Sure. Why not? I'm just kidding. It would work. I never said it wouldn't. Deathstroke, he's just, it's 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 not a character I ever would have thought about making a Batman movie about myself, to be honest, mm-hmm. until it was announced, you know? So, like, I, I, I would tend to, like, lean more towards the classic or classic. Like classicer? I mean, classicer, <laughs> more classic. But it's like Reeves got most of them done in, like, one movie. So it's like, what does he do now? He got the, like, the... He got like the holy, uh, yeah. He got the four, know, yeah, yeah. The the core four of yeah. villains in one film, essentially. But you could always expand. But it's just, oh wow, what what? Who else? I was like, damn, dude, spread it out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that goes along with the theory that he's always been thinking about this in the in the scale of the universe, right? He's uh-huh. even said that in many of his interviews. He's always been think when he got the movie, he's always been thinking it in a grander scale on a grander scale. Mm-hmm. So. That just goes along with that thinking. Like, yes, they were introduced in this film, but we probably will see Catwoman again because there was a story. There was a remember we did a story about they might have done an HBO Max show on her character, right? And now we're getting the Oswald show, and we're getting this Arkham show. So we're getting all these different things within this universe. So uh, you know, these villains that we saw, we're going to see them again. I'm almost positive about that. But I wouldn't want to see a, just a true Batman Joker story again. I, I need. If really? You're gonna have I, to, I feel like it lasts the test of time because it just can. Like, it's something classic like that, right? I'm fine if we do, but give it to me in the third film. Like, I kind of. We got the the Burton. It was. He was the first guy in the Burton verse. Then in, in the uh, Nolan ones, he was the second film. So this one, give it to me in the third film. <laughs> give me that story in the third film. Let's space it out a little more. Uh, just my opinion. I would rather have something else go on because, like, we all know his rogue is, uh, gallery is villains is so. Yeah, um, no, it so is. I mean, don't be wrong. I'd love a man bat movie myself. Like, I would love like this type of man bat movie where, like, you know, people still are unsure. It, it doesn't really work in this Matt Reeves verse because I feel like people are gaining Batman's trust. But like, I always want like kind of like this mistaken identity. People are thinking man, Batman's out killing people, but it's actually Man Bat. Batman's got like a certain amount of time to turn in his in, turn himself in, or like proclaim his innocence. And Gordon's got to try to like something cool like that. Like you know, like I, I like that. It's definitely like a combination of things I saw in the animated series for sure. But um, you know, but whatever. Like, there's a reason why Matt Reeves makes movies and I don't because <laughs> <laughs> my ideas don't sell. Um, so just you know, it's excited to whatever he does i'm excited for so just you know right i, I know another movie we're both excited for of course is batgirl 
we know we're getting Michael Keaton's return in The Flash. And then, of course, we know he's also going to be in Batgirl. Uh-huh. And there's been a little bit of a scuttlebutt now as if this movie is actually going to get a theatrical release as opposed to a HBO Max release, which was the plan under old um, the old head of Warner Brothers and AT&T, Jason Kalar. His plan was to release it on HBO Max now that he's not there anymore and they're switching to Discovery and... There's an idea that this movie is going to be released theatrically instead. I don't care either one, but for me, when you have these kinds of actors in it, um, and and this buildup is going to be from the Flash, and the Flash is theatrical, then I would probably go that regard that way. In my that's my take on the the whole thing. Pete, what do you think? Uh, I kind of felt this was going to happen at some point because of Blue Beetle. Like I thought Blue Beetle going to theatrical was very positive. Mm-hmm. So I thought Batgirl, I actually thought Batgirl was a bigger property than Blue Beetle. So I thought, I think this would make more sense to me. But um, I feel like this was kind of almost inevitable. And I feel like Keaton helped drive this, you know, like I think Keaton still is a, a marketable star. Of course. And I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that Discovery seems to want to favor Warner Brothers pictures over HBO Max, whereas AT&T was all about HBO Max. You know, I agree. I, I think, think that's 18. a lot to do with it as well. Um, so uh, I'm excited because if they can put more special effects, more into music, like it'd be cool if they brought Danny Elfman in and he did the music for Batgirl. Like, I think that would be fun. Right. Uh, you know, if they want, if maybe that's what that means. But uh, I think it's great overall, to be honest with you. I, I, I would love to see Batgirl on the big screen. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you there. I think it deserves a theatrical release. And with all with all the hype that's been kind of building towards it as well, I think eventually that's where it will land. Uh, either way, I'm excited for it. Yeah. But because at like one point you think, oh, this fits with their model. Like we have this movie, let's make this streaming content. But it was different because it's like it's essentially like a sequel to Flash. So it's like here's this movie, here's a streaming movie where they usually do here's a movie, here's a streaming show. Right. Yep. So we'll see what happens, but. I'm all for the theatrical. That's my my take. All right, so moving right along. Again, more CinemaCon news. Things were coming out. We're going to switch gears a little bit to the horror genre. And because we got news that The Nun is going to be getting a sequel. Uh, Pete, what did you think of The Nun? Cause I, I like The Nun a lot. Sorry, I had taken a, a clarinet and my allergies kicked in. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I so like you the did. nun a lot. I, I like religious horror movies. I like Catholic horror, if that's the thing. Yeah. Um, it's it's cool. Like I, I dig that. So like it, it's definitely not the strongest in uh the conjuring verse, but right. uh, it, I think it's an enjoyable ghost story and I dig it. So when I heard this, I was excited. I know you don't like it. Uh Eric doesn't not only does he hate female superheroes, he hates <laughs> female horror uh characters i guess i'm the lead no because i love the conjuring and she's no. vera formiga is no, female you, yeah but you hate uh like horror icons you hate female horror icons eric is just anti-woman he just hates women <laughs> he's sexist that is such a that is so not true <laughs> and fascist so <laughs> i just that's how eric you see what i deal with on a daily basis oh yes i uh, the one who has the seven older sisters is the one that hates women you could see why he's jaded <laughs> Oh boy. So yeah, so 
I don't know. I, I I didn't hate the first one. I I guess I had higher expectations for it because I thought the character was so creepy in The Conjuring. I was like, oh, this is going to be fantastic. And it just kind of fell a little flat for me. But hey, I'll give it another shot. There's always a chance the sequel is better than, than the original. So I will totally, totally be okay with but it. But yeah, I will watch anything Conjuring, to be honest with you. Exactly. That's really what it comes down to. If it's in the Conjuring universe, I will give it a shot. Uh, but yeah, I was surprised this was announced because I really didn't think after the first one we'd get a second one. But what do I know? Apparently not much because it's coming. Uh, it's coming. The nuns are yes. coming. So another show that Pete and I actually dedicated the whole show this past year on uh, for Halloween was the Halloween franchise. And yes. the Halloween Ends, Halloween Ends trailer was released at CinemaCon. Now, we, of course, have not seen it yet. We have not had the chance to watch it, but... But it sounds sweet! Yes, it does sound sweet. It sounds like it's going to be a very fitting ending to the story for Laurie Strode again. <laughs> She'll come back at some point. Right? J.B. Lee Curtis will be resurrected when she actually Time passes. Timelines. <laughs> now that they've discovered timelines... <laughs> so yeah so it says the tr- the reactions were scream heavy brutal intense gory all the kinds of things you kind of want to hear uh about a halloween film so pete i know you were excited beforehand and you sound even yes. more excited now i'm really excited because i love the first one i love the second one even though eric's totally wrong on the second one <laughs> and i could not be more excited to see what uh kenny mcbride comes up with now so pumped like this is this really gets me i'm glad people are hyped i just i see this and i just i want a friday 13th will be so bad yes i would that's another one we could revisit again and as you know i'm a nightmare on elm street fan so i would love something else there as well uh the jackie lee haley one did not go over well uh even though i thought it was okay it just it wasn't the vein of what people were expecting from i didn't hate that movie a lot of people hated it i did not i thought it was fine yeah, it was okay. Like, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It was fine for what it is. But, um, you know, that's another IP I want to see resurrected and done right. It's just, it's just another case where who are you going to get to do Freddy like Robert Englund and Freddy? It'd be kind of a a tough thing to do. So we'll see what How happens. How would you feel about Zack Snyder's Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh, my God. <laughs> with slow-mo kills? We ever did slow-mo kill? Freddy going slow with the glove? Would you be into it? <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's the right kind of movie. For Francis, Francis Ford Coppola's A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, I'd I'd watch anything Francis Ford Coppola does. <laughs> <laughs> that would oh. be fine. I I don't know how good it would be, but I'd watch it. Uh, 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 let me think here. George Kev- Lucas's Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Kevin Smith's A Nightmare on Elm Street. Wow. See now that that's creative. That I think could possibly work because of how he, how he does movies. Uh, I think that could possibly work. Uh, crazy, it's a crazy pull, but yes, I I do think Kevin Smith could do a Nightmare on Elm Street film and make it. Chris good. Nolan's a Nightmare on Elm Street. That would be way too epic for Freddy. Freddy <laughs> does not deserve that kind of epic, <laughs> epic film. <laughs> I don't even know where the story would go with a Nolan. <laughs> style oh boy he could probably do one too but give me give me like a sandberg a wand give me someone who does horror to redo this 
Jordan Peele's A Nightmare on Elm Street. That would be interesting. And nice segue, Pete, because Nope, as we know, <laughs> by Jordan Peele is coming. And we've we've talked about the trailer. I've actually seen the trailer more in the last few movies I've gone to see. It's um, so interesting. It is. But Jordan Peele at CinemaCon was talking about how he wants to keep everything. He didn't want anyone to talk about what they showed because they wants to keep everything a mystery. So he said the discovery and surprise of it is part of the fun. Um, trailers will give you a taste, but we want to retain some of the mystery so you can be satisfied going to the damn movie, which is right. And which is something I think you probably more than anyone I know uh, is very, very strict about because you you always say, I just need a little taste and then I won't see anything else. I can wait until the movie comes out, which is very counterintuitive to what actually happens now because everyone's like, no, I want more, I want more, I want Let me more. throw this in your face! Yeah. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Jeez. So you, when I read this story, I was like, oh, this is a Pete story, like right? Like, you definitely agree with him. I Yeah, oh, totally. Like, the trailer's right. all I need. I'm like, oh, what's this about? I have no idea. And I like how, like... <laughs> He was he was up on he was doing this whole presentation obviously like he's on the stage or whatever he's like the whole time I just wanted you guys to watch the movie be like nope nope and I'm like <laughs> I would end up doing that the whole movie aren't I like I would not do that nope I would not go in there I'm like you you are crazy <laughs> yeah no no yeah, no no you know it's like why are you doing that like you know that's gonna get you killed you know like so it's like there's gonna be tons of those moments so I'm like I'm like everyone's just gonna die in this movie aren't they. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they don't. Who knows? I agree with you, though. And he, I mean, I've been following him since Key and Peel, and like he is such, he is so good, so creative. I loved um, Get Out. I loved Us. I thought they were both fantastic films. Different, but the same in so many ways. And uh, I definitely, definitely am looking forward to this one. And yeah, he's right. But just give us a little taste and let us go in with still having some kind of mystery. And that was one of the things we loved about No Way Home is that we had all these leaks that they were coming back, but we didn't weren't really sure. And when we got to see it, we knew for certain. Uh, you know, it was kind of a still like, oh wow, all this was true. Uh so that was a cool thing about with that film. And I just keep I'd like more of that. So uh I just I'm happy that one of these guys finally said it. <laughs> So I probably put it out there, but yeah, we've talked about the trailer for Nope. Like, like I said, I just saw it again when I went to see the Northman, and uh, it's a it looks very, very it good. looks dope. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> pumped. Does. I want to see it. It looks fantastic. So, as you guys know, all of our topics can be found on our Twitter feed or on the on our Facebook page and group. So if you guys want to read any of this stuff firsthand, go out and check it out there. All right. I think it's time to put a ball on this one. Oh, do you? Yes. So, Pete, let Before them know where they can do. find you. Before we do. Yes. Say it. Uxus? There you go. <laughs> there you go. He said Galactus. Now he said Uxus. In the and that's the show. show. That's it. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> you can follow me on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Zack Snyder's favorite platform, Vero, at Pete Illustrated. You can follow podcast number one, the podcast you're listening to right now. On Instagram and Twitter at straight underscore O underscore G. That's straight out of Gotham. We also have a Facebook group and a Facebook fan page. Consider joining and following both. Uh, you can follow podcast number two, the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast. That's a podcast I co-host with the pride and joy of Wrigley Field. That is Nick and Nico Caruso. 
at Italians for Spidey. Again, that's on Twitter. Check us out there. And uh, we are all over the podcast stream. Check out at Team Yellow Oval because we're excited because Batgirl, we're pushing. That's it, guys. Our hashtags have been working. Uh, keep pushing that oval, which will push uh, Batgirl to the big screen. We did that. We'll take full credit for it. Uh, they're listening to us. Everyone always is. Uh, you could also check out my stuff on BatmanOnFilm.com, reviews of Detective Comics, interviews of Michael Usland, Tower Strong on YouTube. Uh, got reviews of Batwoman. Catch up on that. You know, if you want to, if you're still on the fence about the show, read the reviews. They've been really good. I highly suggest the Croc episode as well as the Poison Ivy episodes. That's four episodes. I think that'll really get you. Like, oh wow, this isn't bad. This isn't crap. So, Eric's going to do that this weekend. Uh, actually, no, he's not. He's going to come over to my house this weekend, and uh, so he'll get started on that next weekend. And I'm going to pass it on over to the Seventeen Ton Champion. Seventeen times. Seventeen times, sexual chocolate, sexual chocolate, white chocolate. Oh, why you got to do that? Why can't we just all be chocolate? I don't have to be white chocolate. It's anyway. a different. It's a totally different flavor. You're right. It is a totally. It's different totally flavor. different. It's That's not just true. food coloring. I stand corrected. I'm sorry. You're, correct. well, You're right. You, you got a little more schnitzel in your schnitzel. <laughs> you just do. Like, what did you say? You got a little more schnitzel in your schnitzel. In my schnitzel. That's a new one. All right. Oh, that's that's Uxisi in German. That is Uxisi in German. That's, that's Uxisi in dialect. Well, if you guys want to read more about my schnatzel, you can go <laughs> check me out on Twitter at finally33, spell finale33. As Pete mentioned, check us out on Facebook, of course. We are there on a group, on a page. The page has the show, the, the topics, the podcast is posted there now. So if you guys want to listen to us on Facebook, you can. Um, it's over there. The group is where we have fun. We have shenanigans. Oh, I forgot. I posted a poll and I said I would talk about it on the show. No, so I show's will. Over. <laughs> Before we end the show, show's over. I posted about soundtracks. And Pete, I don't know if you saw it, but I did put a post up in the group about soundtracks. My favorite movie soundtrack all time? Yeah, so some of the good, greatest movie soundtracks and everyone Caddyshack. Caddyshack is a good one. It's a good yeah. one. I put Above the Rim, uh, okay. which yeah, which is obviously famous for uh, Tupac is on it and um, Lady of Rage. A lot of the West Coast rappers from that period. Uh, but I was surprised that no one put the Big Chill, which is kind of a famous one uh, that a lot of people do enjoy. Um, but The Crow was up there. Uh, oh, I did. Does The Crow have a good one? I'll have to listen to it. The Crow does. If, I didn't yes, know that. If you're a like fan that. of rock music, yes, The Crow is, is an excellent. Well, that uh, explains why. <laughs> The Crow. Um, some people were putting up movie scores, and I was kind of like, well, I don't know if I want to include movie scores. You want like it. a various artist soundtrack? Yeah, I kind of wanted more of well, that. Well, then obviously, kind of you mean you got to throw off the Schumacher movies, Batman Forever, Suicide Squad, Batman yes. 89. Uh, let's see. Uh, Peacemaker. Uh, right. Oh, I guess we were doing movies. Um, uh, well, James Gunn's Suicide Squad as well. Both of them had good various artist soundtracks. Guardians of the Galaxy. That had a great one as well. Um, uh, Watchmen. Uh, that had a fantastic one. Yes. Top Gun. Atomic Blonde had a great one as well. Rob Myers put up Last Baby Action Driver. Hero. Yeah, that that's a good one too. One. Baby yeah. Driver had one. Um, uh, so the lot of that one to thank. I, I was weird 
it was weird to see how much um, traction it got because I kind of just threw it out there, but a lot of people <laughs> participated. So I want to thank everyone for that. Demon Knight was another one from Tales from the Crypt. Again, Ooh, another okay. heavy uh, rock heavy one. Uh, the Matrix soundtrack, if you like the dance music, obviously the Matrix soundtrack is oh, fantastic. Oh, okay. Goodfellas, uh, another really? one that was up okay. there. Okay, I'll check yeah. that out. That I did not know. That makes me a Forrest bad Gump. Oh. So yeah, Remember the Titans, another one people put up. Okay, um, good stuff. So, this is all good stuff. Yeah, so I want to thank everyone for participating in in the in that a uh, little bit of a that little poll there, the little question that I put out there. And if you guys enjoy when I do this, just let me know, and I'll put more stuff out there for you guys to to chime people, in on. Pe- like I remember your hot sauce poll. <laughs> people want to know about your taste of cheese. Oh, that would be a very extensive list. Yes, I'm just so you know, Gouda monster all right. all right guys so that'll be jack. the next question i post in the facebook group pepper jack cheeses jack. what are your Red favorite cheeses. cheeses let me brie. know brie, Ar- I don't like brie. brie larson brie i don't cheese. like brie actually stop lying i swear to god i do not like brie. i've seen you eat brie i <laughs> do not like brie i've watched you eat brie you have not you've eaten you've eaten brie at my barbecues i have not eaten brie at there's always barbecues. a cheese platter and i've watched you eat brie oh, and Jesus. put it on chicken wings or, all right yeah last year i made the chicken wings and i of course i ate them i know and you put brie on them i did not you dipped them in brie all right you guys. should put this brie on the grill melt it down for me and i, I don't know di- who went to this party that he was there Pete was drinking a lot that day so he might not remember but i was not the brie guy you can you just melt this brie for me? Yeah, that was not me. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, 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 how you doing, Eric Holzman? Coach straight to Gotham. Um, the same thing you posted the other day in the group when I said that I didn't. That never. You the conversation that you and I apparently had that I never had. <laughs> Which one? I talk to you all the time. No, you you posted in the group saying yeah, I called you, and I forget what. It yeah, was, the other but, day. Yeah, but that didn't happen. It did. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. Pete, I think you need to chill with uh, some well, of, when you were telling me how much your... you were telling me how much you like Batwoman uh, over over Boba yeah. Fett. Yes, I remember that vividly. That didn't happen. Like, oh, I was really digging it. Like you were like this episode with the Mad Hatter was really interesting, and I enjoyed the twist and the trophies are really cool. And you were like, you know, and and then what they did with Killer Croc and the tooth was fascinating. And you were like, I don't. Yeah, this is so this much more interesting right. than no. Boba Fett. Like no. this show no. has a lead actor. Like it's no. it's crazy well, how much better she is than uh, Aquaman's dad. And uh, well. I, I mean, you're not yeah. exactly comparing yeah, it to the show so that like, I love, you know, so. Eric was sitting Fair, there like, yeah, and I thought you thought the fight choreography was well done. And, the conversation you know, never happened. You this said is, like some of the story is. elements didn't hit with you, but um, you were looking forward to the Mr. Freeze tease. I think. And, I, so like Eric was like, I was like, Eric, I got you on for me. He's like, yeah, this is much, much better than Boba Fett. It's not Mandalorian. You said it's not Mandalorian. But it's it's much better than Boba Fett. I appreciate you, Peter, taking the time that or reading this on Batman on film happened. and trying to convince me it to read happened. it. Like I, I really appreciate you, Peter. You're such a great co-host and an influence on society and entertainment <laughs> and pop culture. Like without you, the internet would break. So thank you so much, Peter. And I was like, Oh, Eric, this warms my heart. I think Peter was having a Stephen Grant, Mark Spector moment when this happened because I, I t- never, this never happened at all, and I have no idea what he's talking about. But was, I'm glad that it's a happy memory for you. I'm glad <laughs> it's in your head this happened. Why do you keep, why, why, why do you keep our friendship private? <laughs> what? I it did happen. It's like Eric, admit it, it happened. Like you, no, you spoke on the phone. No. It's fine. Like, you I talk, would if it did. Everyone I'd knows be... I talked to you on the phone. I do a podcast with you. Like we don't have to pretend like you don't know me. I would happily say it happened if it happened, but it didn't. Oh, Eric, come on. So I'm sorry. I'm Someone sorry. needs to take their ginkgo biloba.
Someone needs to chill with the substances. That <laughs> there are no substances. Everything is legal. There are no substances. Well, now, yeah, right. Everything is legal. So right. I don't know what you're, you're right. talking about. I'm doing nothing wrong. All I'm right. just a man sitting here with my uxus. I will say that's it. I'm uh, just a man with my uxus. All right, that's cool. He he just showed me his uxus funko guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's enough. But actually, that's a cool Luke's issue right there. <laughs> like, All right, let me just let me just close uh, close the show with this because I recently I posted the pictures to it. I this past week and I went to the fan strike back uh, for Star Wars in Manhattan. It was on Fourteenth Street and Sixth. It was one guy's Star Wars collection. I posted a ton of pictures about it. I did a couple videos when I was there, which I wasn't sure I was supposed to because every time the people came around, I was kind of like <laughs> they were looking at me, so I thought I was doing something wrong. But um. It was fantastic, guys. It runs through June. So if you have a chance and you're a Star Wars fan, go check it out. Uh, the VIP was about $50, and I think the regular admission is like $35 or something like that. Uh, but go check it out. It's a, it was, it's a lot of fun. Uh, if you're And if you're a Star Wars fan, this collection is, fan, like, ridiculous. It's amazing the amount of stuff this guy collected. So this uh, is one man's collection. Yes. And there's videos. So this will be me with Batman. Pete, if you ever get a collection like this, then you need to have a display in display it somewhere too. Okay. He had life size Jabba the Hutt, wow. speeders, all this other stuff. It was very fantastic and very fun to go and be a part of. I felt like a kid in the candy store. Uh, it was just great. Um, so yeah, so guys, again, if you want to see what what's there, go check out my photos, and again, go check it out uh, in in Manhattan, Fourteenth Street and Sixth Avenue. It's right there on the corner. You can't miss it. They have all these stuff on outside. The display is nice. So go check that out. Okay, I think that is all. So for Peter Vera, I am Eric Holzman. We are listening to Straight Outta Gotham, and we will see you next time. Booyah!